clearly I understand why the coaching staff and the team would be like, we're doing fine, get off our back. Right. I also understand why fans would be frustrated. And the problem is, is what happened in South Carolina and how bad they looked is bringing out the worst in both sides. Agreed. No one is reacting in the positive way, which I get because there's a lot of frustration here. Also, when you lose it home to South Carolina, you're going to get a storm on you. I'm sorry, but it's going to happen. What's up, Georgia football fans? My name is Scott Duvall, and you're listening to episode 201 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. The Dogs beat Kentucky 21 to nothing on Saturday night in front of a wet and cold Sanford Stadium crowd. A game that featured a scoreless first half, tons of rain, and booing from the fans that, needless to say, did not sit well with Coach Smart and some of the Georgia football players after the game. We jump into that discussion right at the beginning of this episode. But before we begin, I'd like to thank the Pine Restaurant located in the heart of Five Points in Athens, Georgia. They're one of our podcast partners for this season, and they hosted myself and my two podcast co-hosts, Tony Waller and Will Leach. We set up our mics outdoors on a beautiful Chamber of Commerce Sunday afternoon in Athens, Georgia, and they have a beautiful patio as well. We enjoyed a few cold beverages as we sat there and discussed the 6-1 and and 10th-ranked Georgia Bulldogs' most recent victory, which was highlighted, of course, by a two touchdown 179 yard rushing performance by DeAndre Swift and a complete dominance of the dogs defense over the hapless Wildcats. So thanks for tuning us in today. Hope you enjoy the show. Here's episode 201. We are live on a Chamber of Commerce Day. Wow, how different it's crazy. it can be in 24 hours. It's probably 79 degrees. Hours, like 16 hours, 7 yeah, I mean. Well, I mean, think about Friday, how nice Friday was. Yeah. And think about how nice today is. Uh, we're recording Sunday afternoon, Will, um, Scott. We did make it through the rain. Some of us more through the rain than the others. Uh, some of us at the stadium and some of us... Through the rain. <clears throat> Not at the stadium. But uh, that's... That's neither here nor there, Scott. Yeah, I'll go ahead and raise my hand. I did not go to the game. I had tickets. Let's just say the people that I wanted to attend the game with refused to go with me. And, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not the so kind of guy. You kicked him out of the house like you're supposed to when that <laughs> I'm, happens. I'm not the kind of guy that goes to a movie by himself. So <laughs> I didn't go to the game. Um, I don't know. It, it's poor excuses. I have no excuse. But the way I put it to Tony and Will, it's kind of like that we didn't want to risk all three of us catching a cold or getting sick. So I had to stay back kind of like how the vice president never travels with the president. Is that a good analogy? Well, I mean, I don't buy the designated survivor theory. It was 50 <laughs> degrees and raining. It wasn't, you know, hailstorms and a tornado. Right. But whatever. Well, I got to tread lightly because everybody's on edge about this uh, this football team. But I was going to say, some of the football that. team or maybe the coaches might have used weather as an excuse. But, yeah, I'll use might it Might have well. is not the right way of putting it, but we'll get to <laughs> yeah. that in a yeah. minute. It, for the record, it was miserable. It was miserable. It was, yeah, it was terrible. And I think we can argue about how, how much the conditions uh, – uh, we can argue <clears> – <throat> Excuse me, Mister. I have to start my car and leave here. Does they know we're trying to tape a podcast? How dare people! Um, I think we can argue one way or the other uh, how much conditions uh, did or did not affect the game. But they were miserable. Like just to be very clear, yeah. it was miserable, and it got more miserable as the, the game, game went along. And it was funny for me. I was very fortunate because uh, we had friends in town, and so we sat in their seats in the two hundred section under the overhang. So it was very funny to listen to all these people in our section. Uh, who are, you know, safely dry and at least reasonably warm, be like, hang on to the ball, throw it. It's not so bad out there. Yeah. Like, and then the minute we had to walk home, we're like, oh, my God, it's miserable out here. So And, and is, also there were, there were a number of social media comments from people taking pictures clearly from places of shelter 
saying, man, the home crowd's terrible. And I'm like, uh, Scott Talley, who is, his office is right up here, had a great Instagram post about that. It's just like it shows a level of, I think he used the term dip shit. Uh, what's the term he used? You should it's write this it, time down. It's very rebellion. Um, it is exactly like rebellion. Um, Before we get into all that, because there's a ton to talk about, and it's, it's going to be kind of emotional. Also, today. Georgia won. Yeah. By the way, I think it's shut out. Remember? Yeah. Shut out. Second shutout team. of the season. Yeah. An SEC team. Second, okay, guys. Just make sure we understand that. Um, yeah. But yeah, we we are thankful to be here live at the Pine today. They invited us up here. They are working on a new menu. Um, it's funny while we were sitting here, our friend Jim Wood uh, sent us a tweet. He's over at El Barrio. Yeah, keep uh, it keep noise out, Jim. Having lunch over there. Um, so uh, Narissa met with us, and basically what they're doing is they're revamping their complete menu their here at the Pine. Menu. Their fall menu to kind of add some more uh, variety to the menu. I was about to say, I think I want a drink. Do you want a whiskey? Because I'm really one one. It feels weird co- podcasting without, <laughs> yeah. without drinking one. I'm oddly lucid. It's yeah. very strange. I mean, occasionally I will have a drink at home and just start podcasting without y'all. <laughs> yeah. but. I think that's. I think your family just calls that daddy, daddy. talking into the wall again. On, on Tuesdays. Um, seriously, would you like, like a drink, Will? Well, Scott, you're good. Just me? I'm not afraid to drink alone. I'm grown up. All right, I'll be right back. Okay. I'm going to kick the table. Grab, grab, me a, grab me a Diet Coke while you're in there. Um, so it's just right so I can remain loose on this Sunday afternoon. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm the, you can tell I'm in a, a happy place from the Illini's win Sunday that I'm going to actually be take part in capitalism right now yes. and go ahead and talk, talk a little bit about the, the menu. Uh, so the, apparently what they're, what they're trying to say here is they got one of them new fall menus, autumn, the vernal equinox, if you will. And uh, the main thing, I guess they got the stuff you'd expect. They got like red snapper. They've seared it, which is a good thing to do with red snapper. <laughs> Otherwise, it just sits there waiting to be seared. Uh, there's salmon that is also seared, but apparently in a pan. They use a pan for that searing. Uh, there's a steak that hangs. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. It's, it's a hanger steak. steak. Yeah, That's I've correct. had that before. That's it's correct. pretty good. I was like, my God, they've hung a steak. What did he do? What, did, what is him? Hey, if, you, if you hang someone, they were hanged. They were not hung. Well, the, if they were hung but the unique, the unique part about this place, if never been here they have a wood-fired oven so everything is cooked in there so if they are pan searing a salmon they're going to put the pan in the oven the the wood-fired oven and it's going to sear in there and it's going to get that extra flavor in it the way it smokes Um, i'm just saying if i ever see like a red snapper in the seat I'll just know it will be sad waiting to be seared because I've never seen the words red snapper with anything other than seared. Uh, anyway, I got shrimp but the big thing they're saying is the Jamaican shrimp thing is all gluten free. They are without gluten. They are glutenless. Glutenless. Right. And they have a vegan entree too. Not necessarily our bag, but no. if you are one that likes to uh, eat food that doesn't, that never lived, <laughs> that never experienced the self awareness that a being a being brings you. Uh, you can do a vegan entree. So, yeah, and, and they got all these cocktails. So cocktails is more up my alley. Right. And uh, you come up here decently. Yeah, often. yeah, yeah. You, you I, the, pretty the pine, much walk. Yeah, no, this, is my, this, is my, as I said, this is my hood. This is my corner. So I've been to the Pine uh, uh, many times. Of course, the root is also downstairs. I think it's a different vibe of the root. My vibe is always more of a pine. It's more golden vibe. tea vibe. More golden tea. More, But they have music. That's the thing they're doing now. They're doing music every third Thursday. They're, I asked who they were, what kind of music they were going to have. And they said uh, there's apparently someone who was once on American Idol. 
No, I don't know exactly what. Uh, uh, I don't. I haven't watched American Idol. Well, like American Idol. American Idol has like twenty five seasons, so yeah. there's and a there's good like chance. Thirty people a year, right? It yeah. can also be one of those people that they make fun of in like the first. Thank you. They make fun of in like the first episode. So who knows? Who knows who they're going to be? The point is, is uh, that you can come here on Thursday, on that Thursday, and see whoever that band is at the root, and then come upstairs and have uh, a the new menu at the a, pine. A, 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 a mercifully seared uh, red snapper. All right, now that I have a drink, I'm ready to talk about the loss last night, guys. <laughs> no, no, they did not lose. They did. No, not lose. come on. Have you been on the internet today? They did not lose. I think we lost. Okay, I so, don't count as a moral loss. So I, I do think Scott, and I, I know you have a lot. You have a lot to kind of set the stage on this, and I think it's important. But I do think that it is important to remember a that they did win. Because there are there uh, there is a vibe with the program right now that I think the team is reacting to, and fans are reacting to, that from my experience, rarely ends well. It is rare that you see a team that I just to set the stage. We were there. I, Scott, oh no, Scott wasn't there. I wasn't. But um, I thought I knew you were talking just to me. Yeah, I'd, of course. <laughs> and of course, the rest of our listeners. Wait, who would never actually, be able if to I get. wasn't there, based on some of these quotes, I shouldn't be able to comment. You should be able to comment because this is the thing: is uh, you weren't even near the arena. There were booze. There were booze on the first three possessions, something like that. Uh, very loud uh, for a small for a smallish crowd. A very loud, very clear, very obvious set of booze. Um, and we could argue about the reasons for those boos, but the, more to the point, um, the team definitely heard them, and I think you saw a very defensive reaction from them, from coach down to players all the way through, in a way that seems to be setting up. Uh, what's the quote? Give me give the exact quote about not uh, having not done it. What's what's the exact quote? Scott? Well, according to Coach Smart, he was speaking to Chuck Dowdle after the game, and this is regarding people complaining and dealing with a wet football and he says ask people who've done it meaning throw a wet football if you've done it you know how tough it is if you haven't done it you probably shouldn't judge yeah see and i will say that that is and to be fair he's talking specifically about the wet footballs not about the booze in general but that i have to tell you that is the ultimate dumb guy way to be defensive is the idea like oh if you haven't done it it's the way that the people who make movies that get bad reviews always say well you go out and make a movie or if people get a restaurant bad review or if or if uh your boss doesn't like the work you're doing you're like well you get down here and do it it's the ultimate dumb guy way to response to criticism and uh and and considering how Upset fans are after a twenty-one nothing win. I would argue perhaps a little bit too upset. I think there's no question about that. But people are clearly upset. Uh, it doesn't bode well because uh, uh, the criticism is not going to stop. <laughs> and uh, and the, the response. I mean, we beat Florida fifty-four to nothing. It'll stop for It'll a stop week. For a week, yeah. Until yeah. But yeah. I mean, the, the point is, criticism itself is never going to stop until they win the national championship. And even then, it's just going to slow down for a while. I wanted to set it up while I I can tell Tony is pensively uh, listening and kind of evaluating as we go on the fly. And so I wanted to read a couple of the other quotes from the post game. Just because he's drinking. (laughs) Uh, Coach Smart was also quoted saying, I'm not concerned. I feel really good about what our offense does. I feel good about Jake. So I do too. Um, To judge it based on that game is just not very smart. It's hard to judge anything in that game. You can't evaluate that. And then they were. He was asked about the booze. 
Um, a couple of the players were asked a bit about the booze, but Coach Smart responded, no effect for me. I've got headphones on. But I noticed he wears one headphone on one ear. Um, I just I just feel that that's kind of everybody's getting punchy with it. And then uh, the big one that was retweeted a lot by players and has made its way on Twitter was uh, from DeAndre Swift. He says, we're going to do what we need to do uh, to win games. And if people don't like what we're doing, then they shouldn't come to the games. And then Ben Cleveland echoed that for those who are counting us out, obviously can't count. So there's a lot of just snarkiness uh, from the players and coaches in, in response to the fans. Um, you know, it's what are y'all's de- takes? It's defensiveness, first yeah. off. Second off, I I guess I'm up two minds about this, right? First off, it is not – it is unrealistic to expect fans to not boo sometimes. And I'm not saying the fans had the right to boo or did not have the right to boo. I no, they have the right to boo. Well, I mean, they have, have the right. To no, boo. I'm saying I don't boo, our, but they our, have the right. To I'm boo. sorry, our right in booing. I should have said Correct. it that sorry. way. There you um, of course, they have the right to boo. Um, I don't boo uh, at least at least Georgia players, uh, occasional umpires, um, certainly the officials sometimes. But uh, and, and 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 yeah. And do you boo Jeremy fake Pruitt. injuries? Well, yeah, I, I actually did boo that. But g- getting back to whatever thread I was on, um, we have a, we have a gif of Tony. Uh, yeah, certainly, right. uh, the word booing. boo comes out. I think uh, actual. A of times. I think the things. I think it is what the actual hell is. What I yell. Um, so the problem with how you you know, viewing it through that prism is that. You know the don't come thing. That you can't possibly mean that. <laughs> you can't possibly mean that. And I get you know. Look, if I were a 21-year-old who literally lays out my body, physical body and emotional body and mental body on the line every week to entertain 92,000 minus one and whatever what it would be when Scott wasn't there. Right. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and also spends 20-plus hours a week and also whatever other time it takes to do this. I think if you are, as a, me as a 51-year-old, is going to judge that and think, well, screw you, buddy. I'm sorry. That's you're just looking at it wrong. And if honestly, look, to be love, fair, these are the people who pay his. Uh, oh wait, I'm sorry. Actually, well, they, and that's kind of where I was going with this. Yeah, sorry. Is that you know, a lot of the people who are booing are also like pay players. That's stupid. Right. right uh, now, right. having said all that, I do not want to get on that rant. Um, there is one thing there that's a nugget of truth in what Kirby said is that we lost a football game last week. The football team lost a football a football game last week. Um, they looked bad doing it. I saw, while I was disappointed that we didn't sling the ball around, anybody that looked at the weather can't possibly imagine that we were going to go out and throw the ball 46 times. That is that is not smart. That is not smart. Um, now, could we have thrown the ball a few more times? Sure. When I saw Jake's line was 9 of 12, that felt right. 35 yards was like, ooh, that's a little less than I would have thought. We had, a, we had somebody that rushed the ball 179 yards. We had another person rush the ball 90 yards. We, with the exception of maybe one one fourth down play, which I'm assuming we're going to talk about, um, kind of did handle the line scrimmage in a good way. Certainly defensively, we handled the line scrimmage. They had one long drive, and that drive ended up a turnover downs late in the fourth quarter when it was now officially monsooning or tropical storming, but in 50-degree weather, whatever. I am by no means excusing the in-the-arena comment. I understand it, but as a football coach, I think you just have to it, – it's – it's a Pavlovian response that you just you have to be smarter than actually 
you have to be smarter and better than, and frankly, that's part of the reason you're paid $6.5 million, is to not react to that. Uh, it's also a sign that you've not actually taken much criticism in your life. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, honestly, like, yeah. like, like part of the job description when you are a football coach, whether you like it or not, is to get criticized. I always joke about this about being a member of the media. A large part of my job is getting yelled at by sure. people. Sure. It's just literally a public service that we provide for you <laughs> is to yell at us and to think, oh, you're biased and, and old take, you had stupid prediction. Like, it's part of the job description. It's, it's what we're there for. It's why I have no patience for any journalists. They're like, why are all these people saying these bad things to me? Because you're there. That's your job. That is literally your job. And I think it speaks... And the thing that worries me about it is it speaks to the larger thing that we've seen, which is they think they've got everything figured out. They think that the plan, whether it's whether it's man ball, whether it's, oh, we're promoting from within, it's uh, uh, we don't need to do a lot of the things that a lot of other schools do, whether it's more fan-friendly things or more media-friendly things or more outgoing things. They feel like, nope, we have a plan and we are sticking to it and we, we've got this figured out. And what happens when things don't work out and people react negatively rather than do the, hey, maybe we need to adjust or maybe we need to change our thinking a little bit, it becomes, no, you're the jerk. You're the one that's wrong for coming after me. And I think that's what's worrisome. For what it's worth, I, that's why, I Tony, I'm with you on this. This is why this is so kind of strange, because I actually think a lot of the criticism is a little unwarranted in that, I'm sorry, that those conditions were horrible yesterday. And to me, it's, it's kind of amazing that all the points came in the second half, which was actually when it was worse. worse. Yeah. And now I do think some of the frustrations, like, Listen, what were those first three possessions like? Run the ball up the middle. Yeah, that's a the thing. A little slant passes the side. No, like they were the things that people were frustrated mm-hmm. about. And so I get it. I understand the frustration. I also understand wanting to be like, hey, you know, we're six and one. Bowl eligible, by the way. Bowl eligible. Yay! Drive um, so for six has been completed. Um, but I understand that like six and one, all the goals are still ahead of you. You're in the top. I think they're top ten, number ten in the, in the in the polls. They're still in the top ten. Things are. I think we big moved up to coming. fifth in Bill Connolly's numbers. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. See, and clearly I understand why the coaching staff and the team would be like we're doing fine get off our back right i also understand why fans would be frustrated and the problem is is what happened in south carolina and how bad they looked is bringing out the worst in both sides agree no one is reacting in the positive way which i get because there's a lot of frustration here also when you lose it home to south carolina you're gonna get a storm on you. I'm sorry, but it's going to happen. For what it's worth, you could look at yesterday's game and say exactly what... It, it, you could You could actually make the statement that Manball did work yesterday, right? I mean, we beat the crap out of them in the first half. They did not overcome that. We did, and we scored 21 points in the last... What, 19 minutes? 12, 19 minutes of the game. But, you know, you didn't feel in the first half that, like, the way the game was going is whoever makes the first mistake is going to well, lose. And, and that is what happened. I'm glad you brought that up yeah. because everybody's like, well, we got a jump start because of, because of the fumble, of Kentucky's fumble. Well, screw you then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we had four turnovers last week, so we're just going to discount those, but we're going to count. Then we're also going to discount Kentucky's fumble. Yeah. We can't have it both ways. And now, look, would I have liked to see us throw the ball more? Would I? I predicted we'd score 41 points. Of course, we didn't know there was going to be a monsoon. Uh, but still, when I sat down and looked at the game, I was like, yeah, we're going to score 28 points. Uh, and I also thought we're going to run the ball a lot. And we did. But I'm sorry. You can't, you can't one week say, well, we ought not to turn the ball over so many times. That's why we lost. 
lost and we're a terrible team, then we ought not to have to have Kentucky fumble to help <laughs> right. us win. Right. I'm sorry, you just can't live on that both sides of that street. That's, That's exactly how it works. I, I, I think I the game got off to a rough start mainly because of – the fact they were not being effective doing the same thing they had done last week and I think that's what yeah, but if it was 21 nothing at halftime and then we just took the foot off the gas there probably wouldn't be that no we would we would be complaining about it because we did that last year <laughs> yeah. well we here's the thing and I think you know William walked in you you we we were joking we were making comments joking you said I've been telling you about the Georgia fan base First off, I don't think the Georgia is the only fan base in the world that's like this. Oh, no. I agree Agreed. with you. Agreed. We are not happy unless we have something to complain about. And people are like, well, that's a Munson thing thing, or that's an Atlanta sports thing. Whatever it is, <laughs> we aren't happy. And frankly, like Alabama fans aren't happy. They're like, well, what? Matt gets happier. Why, wait a minute. Why? Why? <laughs> we are blah blah blah. Why is our backup quarterback just Daniel Jones, Matthew Jones, uh, Mac Jones, some Jones, his name is. right? And of course, I was having a field day yesterday when when Jalen Hurts was all over the world. I was like, how did Alabama let this quarterback get away? <laughs> why is no one asking that question? Right? Why is no one? Yeah. He's going to win the he's going to win the Heisman this year. Well, Joe Burrow he, might. Well, Joe Burrow might. He can keep his pants on. No one's. Well, if I'm Joe Burrow, my pants stay off. I'd play without my pants on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Put some pants on that quarterback. So, you know, look, we, we as Georgia fans are spoiled in a way, and, and I hate to keep going back to this. Man, I lived through the Ray Goff years, and Coach Goff is, you know, he is just as nice and engaging person as you can admit. But I lived through the Ray Goff years. I lived through the last few years of Coach Dooley. Um, I've seen some stuff. I drove 11 hours to watch that 94 Vanderbilt game you were talking about with my ex-wife, who was not happy to be driving to Athens. I had to drive back with her, too. So, guys, <laughs> you think you got some place. problems. I'm just saying that we can't – we don't like being happy. We like complaining about stuff. And am I frustrated that we are – that we look we look constipated in the offense? Yeah, of course I am. Can we talk but, about the defense? Hold on. Oh, hold on. I'm going to the defense next. I'm going to the defense next. But the reality is, is I, I'll take – and I said this in 2017, and I mean it today – I'll take how many more games? We're on seventh game. Uh, Carry the one. So five more regular season games, 13, 14, 15. So I'll take nine more. I can't get there. Whatever. I'll take I'll take whatever more ugly one-point wins where we kick a game-winning field goal at the end or whatever in overtime it takes. I'll take those. And if you want to complain about that, that is fine. Am I happy that our offense looks contemplated? No. I am really glad our defense is much better than advertised because, I'm sorry, if all you want to do is talk about offense and not recognize what our defense is doing, you're focusing on the wrong thing right now. Now, I would, however, argue that uh, when you lose at home to South Carolina, there are ramifications for that. Of course there are. No, I agree with you There are ramifications for that, and it's worth noting that also – we haven't seen them since that happened. That was just happened a week ago, and everyone spit the end of that so stunned in shock that it happened yeah. that then the first time you see them, and they not only not only do that are they unvin- are they uninvented on offense, they are stubborn in the exact same way that many people think is the reason they lost to South Carolina in the first place. We ain't lost to Vanderbilt, so. Hey, Missouri. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying that, like, I will def- – I agree with you, and I do – and I understand that, yes, it's not the Ray Goff years. However, it is understandable that people would be booing after you lose at home to South Carolina. Oh, it's and totally you understandable. And start off a game playing your offense in the exact same way that made you lose to South Carolina. And I'm, I'm not talking about the booing at all. Yeah. I'm talking, I know, I know I'm talking about I know. the I know. I'm talking about the Pavlovian on the we deserve better offense – 
like you know what here's a question has Kirby Smart been booed before legitimate question has he in his life been booed I think Alabama fans booed him in the national championship game when he took the job I think I, I mean, okay. they lost, yeah. you booed by a fan base that you left to go to another. Sure, team. that's that's different. I'm talking about being booed by your own fans. When you were booed by your own fans, it's jarring, man. Like a lot of people, it's a it's a hard thing. And listen, I get, it makes you get into that bunker. It's like, look what I've done here. Have you seen my recruiting classes? We came this close to the national championship game. We came this. I get it, but like the wrong this this will bring it full circle. The wrong response. Is to bunker and say, what's wrong with these fans? Don't they know what I've given them? Go out and do it yourselves. That's the wrong response every time. In the sa- and I, I've said this before, this is the thing that he is worst at as a coach. Not just media. Oh, 100% but just, agreed. Just like, but just responding to like normal stuff that happens in the world that you have to deal with. Saban is better at this than he is. And that stuff matters. I know he's convinced himself it doesn't matter, but it does matter, and he gets a little worse at it every single time there's any bit of adversity. And I was just about to one thing that I, I will point to that makes me nervous, or whatever you want to use, about his willingness to look at how he handles offense Based on the thread through this year, and we talked about last week, his, his, his inability to think, okay, maybe we need to tweak our offense a little bit, is that sole thing. He is, he's utterly convinced of his abilities to the point of, can he change? I, you know, I don't know. I still support the guys to win him about coach. Agreed, agreed. But it, it does bring up a valid question of, okay, if he is so intractable that he can't evaluate the why and only focus on that, it does concern me a little bit. I will say the thing he's actually worse at is recognizing a, what kind of hat to wear in a rainstorm. As I mentioned on Twitter, it, it strikes me as absolutely insane. Like, whatever, no one should wear a visor anyway. The time not to wear a visor is when he's wearing the one hat that doesn't protect, keep your hat dry, head dry in a rainstorm. I mean, uh, Scott was wearing his evening top yeah. hat at home, so. Also, I, I usually don't sit on that side of the stadium. I know the street that this coach has to hold him back. I know, I get it. We all know he does that. It's still such the weirdest job. Like, if I were sitting next to someone who never watched a football game in their life, and they'd be like, wait, what exactly is that guy's job again? I oh, his job is to I, hold on to I, his belt so he does not run on the field. Maybe, maybe what they need is those kids that you see at the park that are uh, hyperactive and they have that little holster <laughs> yeah, attached to their back. And no, the parents give a shot collar. <laughs> I was with the dog last night that field. had one of those. You're talking about all three of my kids, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just making a statement. <laughs> Funny moment, by the way, a brief moment. Uh, you know how they uh, to give kids. You have the kids that run on the field to go pick up the tea after they've uh, done the kickoff. Yesterday uh, that happened, and Rodrigo uh, uh, was frustrated with the game. It was the one kick the start of the second half yeah. where he kicked it and it bounced and he was frustrated so he turned around to like go get because he was annoyed with the kick and went to go pick and literally the, the guy the kid ran and he plowed over the kid and like smashed him into the ground. It was And the kid was fine. He bounced back up and it was fine but Rodrigo was like stricken by it. <laughs> I felt so bad. It was a very amusing moment. It was nice to see uh, moving once again. See a kicker could plow so he actually had a good uh, tackle yesterday actually Rodrigo. Yeah. So he had practice after knocking that child to the ground. Well, the, the good news is Georgia has 10 in a row versus Kentucky now. Um, it's the second shutout of the season. 
And this is now the largest, longest current losing streak that Kentucky has to another opponent. So, you know, that put the feather in that cap. This, uh, was a, this is that. probably as good a shot they're going to get. Really. I mean, well, like, didn't we say that against South Carolina Yeah, in but I mean, this was a horrible rainstorm. It's a team that was demoralized and frustrated. And If I'm Kentucky, I feel like I missed, a, I missed an opportunity here. So, Tony, is this defense bordering on one of the all-time better defenses Georgia's had for the season, at least through seven games? Certainly numbers-wise. I mean, I think you do have to ask the questions about the offenses we faced. Um, and it's not, to, it's not to take anything away from any one offense. It's uh, the, the reality is, is that you know, we have faced some fairly stodgy offenses. I mean, I mean South Carolina's offense was run by their third-string quarterback through the better part of the second half. Um, I mean, you know, again, I mean, Kentucky is they're operating with Lynn Bowden. Uh, Bowden well, right? and the, yeah. the interesting thing about I corrected you on that last week. I don't remember now. Yeah, no. The interesting thing about Bowden was that last week he had thrown. I think he was like seven of eleven for ninety-eight yards. He rushed for one hundred ninety-seven on twenty-four rushes. Scored two touchdowns rushing through one passing. And yeah. then last night he had what? He was over through quarter. Over over through three quarters because I remember he hit his first completion on that one drive in the fourth quarter ended in turnover and downs. And I I turned to some people. I actually had had I moved around the underhang too. Uh, Wayne and Tiffany had gotten some people's seats and were sitting underhang over the in in the underhang overhang whatever it is they were out of the rain so I moved around there with them in the fourth quarter and I think I turned to Tim and I was like is that his first completion she said I'm pretty sure it is I agree with you uh, I'm just saying that and I'm not saying that Georgia's defense is by by any means not really really good I think they are um it, it, it could be a project to that but the reality is is like the most points I've given up is 20 points and that was in double overtime right so I, they that's pretty good. A, they haven't faced. And wait a minute, and, and I'm willing to. I'm, and defense wasn't on the field in one of those touchdowns. Well, if you look at the 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 seven games they played, they gave up 225 to Vanderbilt, 284 to Murray State, 220 to Arkansas State. That was a shutout. 321 to Notre Dame, 343 to Tennessee, 297 to South Carolina. That's still crazy, and then 177. To Kentucky last night. I mean, it's, it, the defense is spectacular. And people, well, I heard people. We, we didn't sack him a single time. He threw the ball twelve times. He was over. So let's just let's calm down about that. Did you see the factoid about the last time that uh, the only th- last time that Georgia did not allow a pass completion? It was ninety-two against uh, Cal State Fullerton. And you know who the offensive coordinator for Cal State Fullerton was? Jim Cheney. Jim Cheney was the offensive coordinator for the last team that did not complete a pass at uh, the University. Offensive at, genius that we let get away? <laughs> I mean, and that was a, a team that disbanded football shortly after that. Well, so they should. Maybe Seriously, Kentucky will quit. Yeah. No, that's not happening. No, they, 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 need to give some, they need something to give us a bonus to the basketball season ticket holder. <laughs> Um, is the, be- the best quarterback they face is probably Ian Book, right? Like, oh, sure. Far. Yeah, he oh, played well. Yeah, yeah so, yeah. like, I don't think that there's really – like, I don't think they're going to face a great win against Florida. I don't think they're actually going to face a great starting quarterback until if they make the SEC championship game. And as of two is back. Well, I think if you looked at the production chart from what they're allowing on defense to what the Georgia offense is doing, you can see how it just it spiked at the beginning. The first three games, it's just widening. The gap is widening. It comes crashing down to where Georgia only had like a 10-yard differential in total yards versus Notre Dame. And then it's continuing to narrow 
um, from South Carolina to Kentucky because, sure, the weather and everything, but the spread was only about 90 yards difference than what Georgia gained versus what Kentucky gained. And that's where you kind of come back to, and we're not going to continue to rehash it, but just the, the overall frustration. It's almost like a family uh, disagreement right now. It really doesn't feel like it should be a disagreement. It should be like fans are upset until the team, in any normal situation, fans are upset because they lost a horrible game, but the team's going to try to do better and win enough games so the fans don't get upset anymore. The difference is the way they're responding to it. They're responding to, like, to it like people that aren't used to getting criticized about anything ever, right. and they're overreacting. That's what I think. Well, yeah, and the fans are overreacting. And the, if you look at the... Um the comments when some of the players were retweeting their frustrations and then you read the comment it's just like oh sorry we didn't mean that yeah, we weren't booing thing. you we were booing the coaches and it's just it's just a bad it's a tough look that's it's a hard a nuance look. to take when you're in the stands i mean when you're on the, on the, on the field trying to be tackled and yeah i wasn't booing yeah, yeah you were not booing i was not booing. <laughs> you were home polishing your monocles i was also not booing but I, that's just because you know i'm trying to set examples so um is there? Did anything happen other than the Georgia game yesterday? That yeah, big maybe, game for uh, for LSU. He got he got his pants pulled down. He got his pants, pants pulled down. down. Nothing really the, took place the in the, the, the Big world's Ten. The world's worst uh, fake punt that you will ever see. In that the was Arkansas bad. Game. That was a pretty wonderful that was fake bad. punt. <laughs> that so we was, should just move on. I mean, that's I it. feel like I feel like Chad Morris and Kirby World Smart went to the same you, uh, fake punt school. Did, that did was they, a great game. Play yesterday? That was a great game, man. And also, Wisconsin, Illinois, thank you for taking the snot off of Georgia. No longer the worst. Yeah. Uh, worst loss of the season. People on Twitter were genuinely happy. We were getting so many mentions to the no, waiting since last Saturday. I, I think that you could argue that there were. Uh, I had more Georgia fans in my mentions happy about that game than I had Illinois fans <laughs> right. in my mentions. People so, were saying that Will should you. get two minutes to talk about <laughs> Illinois instead of one. You. How sweet of you. Obviously, That's double the time. Yeah, obviously, very exciting. Uh, I think it's very telling that um, I've always so happy for Lovey Smith. Uh, Lovey Smith has obviously had a rocky time in Illinois, but is beloved uh, as a person and as a leader and as a as a just a, a educator. People just love Lovey Smith, and so they, they needed that breakthrough pretty badly. As you mentioned on Twitter, uh, you know, on, on a text with me, Scott, they really did kind of South Carolina them a little oh, yeah. bit. And like Wisconsin had several opportunities to kind of put that game away, and they didn't. And I think that was Georgia made more obvious mistakes than Wisconsin did. Like there was no Wisconsin. Miss field goal that would have given them the win there was no, there, that, there was an interception but that wasn't a third down play that they were going to have to punt anyway so the interception gave Illinois like 20 yards but it's not like they were driving for the win right there so um, it was a very exciting game the thing that was fun about it is, is it was very funny to watch a game and feel like late in that South Carolina game if you were a South Carolina fan you had to think we're going to win this. Like, like Georgia's on its back heels. And to me, that was what was exciting and, and, and funny to see from the other side. That when Illinois was driving, even before they hit that field goal, even before they got the interception, everything was just kind of falling Illinois' way in a way that you're like, oh, they might actually win this game. And I bet South Carolina must have had that same feeling when they were watching that Georgia game. But it was very exciting. They still have three wins to go to, to make a ball Yeah, does game. that help out their drive for six, obviously? I mean, yeah, clearly. I mean, they've got... They've got. Uh, you couldn't have counted this as a possible win. Yeah, they, they've got. This probably makes up for the Eastern Michigan loss. Um, they've got. They've got uh, Rutgers, which everyone's assuming is a win. They've got Northwestern, the last game of the year, which is a game you're always going to have to win. And then next week they've got at Purdue. They got at Purdue, at Michigan State, at Iowa. Those are. T- uh, you got to win one of those three if you're going to beat Rutgers and Northwestern. But yeah, it was really exciting, and to have like. 
It was funny. Uh, uh, I got. Uh, I know that we get used to this stuff uh, all the time, but um, Pollock was talking about uh, Illinois. And like Illinois fans were just so excited, they're like, "Holy cow!" <laughs> the guy, it, guys, the guy on the TV is talking about us, and it's not to make fun of us. Uh, it's it's a cool thing. It's been a long. I think it was time. the uniforms that did it, right? The gray girls, the galloping ghost uniforms. You think I love they it. might bust those out again for good luck? No, they will. Every homecoming, uh-huh. they wear them every okay. homecoming. Okay. So, so that they have multiple combinations. So they're not real traditional with no, uh, what they I wear. Mean, not, yeah, they should I mean, go back to the Scripalana. Yeah, but uh, I agree. I agree. One of the things about Illinois, it's easy not to have a lot of tradition is they got rid of their mascot. So when you get rid of your mascot because it's culturally offensive, you can kind of just start stuff off and start yeah. anew. Do they have just a big orange blob or something? I've tried to encourage them to get like some dopey mascot. Like like uh, Western Kentucky has. Yeah, the, yeah, like, or like the, they, they, wanted the, they wanted the Alma Otters because <laughs> <laughs> there's a big statue on campus that's the Alma Mater. So the Alma Otters, but uh, apparently people, it's weird that people are like, that mascot's too silly. I'm like, you know those beavers and ducks and, and yeah, all of these silly yeah. things. I and River Otters are Indigenous to Central I, Illinois. I actually think it's a great name, but uh, apparently uh, uh, people disagree. But yes, very fun. Thank you for giving me more than one minute on uh, on the Illini. Uh, obviously, I was very happy. The timing worked out too because I was able to because there was no tailgating. Every tailgate was canceled, uh, so we uh, we just watched the game at home and we were all able to watch and cheer. And How did William react to it? He was very excited. He was he was wearing his Luke Ford jersey all day today. By the way, good, good. <laughs> He's been wearing his Luke Ford, uh, so very exciting. Anything else nationally speaking? I saw Washington went down. Does does that keep Oregon's hope alive if I think Oregon, something weird happens? Potentially, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think they're now at like ninety nine point five percent to win their side of the Pac twelve. Oh yeah, they're they're going to play so, in the, yeah. the all I have to do is Pac-12 not championship lose. Game. And I mean, that's the question. Now it's this is what happened with the South Carolina loss, right? Now you're just like trying to find like you want Oregon to fall off. You want you need teams to. Well, it does. I tell you what, uh, Illinois beating Wisconsin does raise the specter of some sort of shenanigans uh, because you have Wisconsin playing Ohio State next. Um, well, maybe not. I guess if Ohio State beats Wisconsin, then Wisconsin beats Ohio State uh, in the Big Ten Championship. Or Minnesota. Minnesota, or yeah. Minnesota I, yeah. I will say, even though Illinois just beat them, I would take Wisconsin over uh, – I don't think Wisconsin or Minnesota is going to beat Ohio State, but I will take Wisconsin's odds to do that over the Minnesotas. Yeah, no, uh, Minnesota feels a lot like a paper tiger right now. Um, but there is a, still a possibility of some, some chaos at the end of the season. You know, the interesting thing is Clemson – or actually um, Trevor Lawrence has been playing so bad or poorly, but they don't have no, any they keep, they opposition. If you win, it doesn't <laughs> matter true. how you play. That's true, but he is taking a lot of heat, and uh, Dabo's getting kind of grumpy as well up there. But yeah, there's no there's no opposition to think that. Well, maybe this team could they sneak up. They could have been had Clemson. yesterday, man. They could have been had yesterday, oh, yeah. Yeah. and they could have. That's probably the second or third time this year they could have been had. But they're just there's nobody good enough to. Even and then, uh, do you see that UNC Virginia Tech five overtime game? I thought Mac Brown was just going to leave. Six. Maybe it did. Yeah, well, he, he must have had a late flight. Um, so, yeah, and looking around the SEC, the the Tennessee Alabama game hinged on a weird play as it can. Um, Jerry Pruitt's getting a lot of flack for grabbing um, the face mask. I mean, he just he hooked his finger in it. Let's 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 be careful about using words. Like we that. have seen he should not have grabbed it. Right. He should not have put his hands to his face mask. But you know, I mean, Jeremy Pruitt. The, Jeremy Pruitt's a good example. He doesn't get much benefit of the doubt because the guy's an asshole, and um, that's just that's what you get. But. I mean, you know, we saw this. He spent an entire time out in the BYU game chewing someone out who, and then turned around and lost the game. So, um, and then the, the Florida South Carolina game was interesting until 
a long touchdown run where I think everybody, including my uh, my unborn grandkids, saw what clearly was a block in the back slash hold. But for about twenty yards, I mean, a solid twenty yards. But you know, whatever. Um, you know, you can't make every call except for when it's holding Ace Georgia. Um, and then you t- you touched on uh, Vanderbilt, Missouri. Oh, I'm going to talk about Vanderbilt, Missouri, when we get to good, bad, and ugly. Uh, good, bad, and something, whatever. Um, you know, if we do this recap, we're going to be out of good, bad, and uh, good, bad. And a lot of times when we do these remotes and when we do a little bit more of an extended postgame podcast, and the reason why we're doing an extended one today is because we don't have a podcast coming up this week. Yes, we we're got- taking the bye week with the Georgia team. It's uh, well-deserved, well-needed. Don't needed. boo us. Don't, don't boo yeah, us. Don't get upset. Don't leave us any so one-star reviews. You come reviews. out here and you do a podcast. Yeah. So you've done a podcast. You can't criticize us. <laughs> so I, we, I am trying to get a, um, a spotlight series, signature series. What are we call it what now? you want. Yeah. Uh, synagogue series. Trying to get that uh, get that one recorded this week, uh, potentially with Mac Williams. Uh, the illustrator lives in New York now. He is a huge, huge, huge Georgia Florida fan. Of course, with Georgia Florida coming up in a couple of weeks, I felt like the off week before Georgia Florida was a good time to do it. And he's a, um, from my hometown, or actually my home county in Pierce County. I don't claim Blackshear, I claim Patterson, but uh, he has uh, he has offered to do a podcast, and hopefully, can get him on this week. That'd be great. So we've got a good, bad, and something else. Still haven't come up with a better name. I don't really think about that. But if you want to send any kind of suggestions, that that we would take that under advisement. So yesterday in the world of college football, the good that I saw, and I can't believe I'm doing this, but it was good, Georgia Tech ran a fake punt where their punter, and I keep getting it confused with uh, Percy Harvin. His name is Presley Harvin. He threw a 41-yard touchdown pass, uh, and then Georgia Tech eventually beat Miami. Did he throw a 41 touchdown pass like Lindsey Scott threw an 84 yard touchdown pass? No. He threw the ball 41. Or I mean, it was probably a good 56 yards in the air. Probably a good 35 yards in the air. That's impressive. It's yeah. probably the longest passing touchdown in 16 to 17 years. I yeah, easily could have been. The bad I saw was uh, the Sooner Schooner uh, <laughs> derailing, and I mean, it was it, that that thing would stop you in your tracks if you saw it. Uh, saw the replay. I'm sure most people saw it. I mean, you're thinking like someone might have died on that. Luckily, nobody was hurt, which is good because it could be funny. Because <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it can be funny. funny. <laughs> yeah, I'll have that in mind. Yeah. Uh, the other bad that I saw, I've got a couple of bads was the Michigan receiver uh, on fourth and goal against Penn State where it just went through his hands and I felt bad for him because oh, we were he was wow, you know visibly yeah. upset afterwards and of course we mentioned the Arkansas fake uh, it looked like a five-year-old throwing a ball with uh, holding it on both ends and and lobbing it that way and then there's something else was uh, our friend well he's not our friend but he's uh, an SEC quarterback Joe Burrow he got pantsed and the effort he gave to hold on to the ball with his right hand, yet going down gingerly with his feet not to get hurt, and then trying to hide uh, what he knew was happening where his pants were coming down with his left hand. He was trying to do all that in one. He didn't get hurt. He didn't fumble. He was pulled down, but and his pants were pulled down. Uh, that's the something else. Um, and then the final bit is Georgia Southern and Coastal Carolina. They had three players ejected for dancing. Uh, because they were considered uh, unsportsmanlike, and this happened towards or later in the game, and those three players had already received one unsportsmanlike, so the dancing was thrown on both teams for every player, and they were ejected from the game for dancing. These refs are from Footloose, apparently. <laughs> right. God. Oh, God, we're in, we're in a small town in western Nebraska now, aren't we? Um, so my good is Lovey and Derek Mason saving their jobs this week, guys. Um, in case you missed it, I did not talk about the Vanderbilt-Missouri game. Vanderbilt beat Missouri. Vanderbilt is my own course to maybe be the second best team in the East. Um, no, not really. Um, but, uh, and of course, we talked about Lovey Smith and his fabulous beard. 
Uh, them beating. It's a nice day. You're right. I know. I assume. I assume you're gonna cut the chopper noise out. Uh, the, the 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 bad. I'm at Miami. Why do you gotta let Georgia Tech and Geoff Collins have happiness? Seriously, they lost twenty-eight to twenty-one to the Bumblebees, um, and that's just bad. You can't at home. That's just bad. I'm sorry. That's that's worse than losing to South Carolina because you know South Carolina has competent football players. Um, and then the something was I, I had written down the Boomer Schooner turning over. Um, here's the something part about that. Uh, well, first off, let's let's talk for a minute about the the, the memes that have come out of that. So I saw a mashup with uh, the. Um, not Gladiator. Um, whatever. When when I, it doesn't. Will's the movie guy. Yeah, be able to know. Not Gladiator. Well, not Spartacus. It's a it's a movie the where the three hundred. Thank you. Oh. Um, with the chariot scene where they defeat the chariots. Yeah, they see you see him go down. It's like it's like the speech, and you see him go down, and you see the boomer scare come out and turn over, and it's his whole <laughs> thing. But guys, that literally looked like cardboard boxes set up on top of a. I mean, it's like. Guys, get, get some roofing nails or get yeah. some it get fe- some sheet metal screws. It feels like they use the display schooner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> terrible. It's like, look, I am not a physicist and I am not an engineer, but I'm pretty sure if you set two people on top of cardboard boxes six feet above the center of gravity of something, you turn sharp, it's going to fall over. That's exactly how the pintos work. So that was my something. Okay. Uh, my, uh, my, my bad... Uh, though it's not bad for me, uh, is what's happening in Northwestern. Uh, I have okay. to say, Northwestern, uh, people have been talking about, like, Vanderbilt might be the worst team in division uh, of the worst Power 5 team. Rutgers and Northwestern are below them. Rutgers and Northwestern. Rutgers, I think, is the, is the answer. Uh, but Northwestern is bad, man. And I have to say, the, the non-zero possibility of, the, of Illinois clinching a bowl by beating uh, Goquette's Pat Fitzgerald. Uh, this is also his interview afterward. I think uh, uh, Matt Hinton, the cultural writer Matt Hinton, said that uh, he said it looks like, like Fitzgerald looked like he was coaching a team that just had every cheat code against, against a team that had every cheat code. Like he just looked baffled. It's fun for me. Remember all those stories about like is, which NFL team is going to get Fitzgerald? Which NFL? Like Pat Fitzgerald is just this decided genius moon rocket for, for and now. I, don't know, I just don't hear that that much anymore. That makes me happy. Uh, something else. Georgia State beat Army at home right yesterday. Georgia State beat Army. That, kept, that me picking Army kept me from going to uh, third. I did the math. State, uh, if you if uh, there's no game times yet for Auburn or uh, the, for when Georgia plays Auburn. Uh, however, that day uh, Georgia State hosts App State at SunTrust Park. Huh. Kind of an interesting game. So at SunTrust uh, or at, at, uh, Turner? at I mean at Turner. Sorry, okay. Turner. And because uh, Kansas State played game at, at SunTrust sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. this is at this is at Georgia State's home stadium. A top twenty-five team playing at the old Turner Field is actually kind of amazing when you think about. It. And the good is Illinois beat Wisconsin. Yeah, Illinois they did. beat Wisconsin. Hell yes, they beat Wisconsin. Okay, so we got two podcast reviews over the past couple of days, so I appreciate y'all uh, for getting those in. Um, the first one, it, go ahead. By the way, if you reviewed, we, we did reveal what happened last night in the Georgia-Kentucky game, so do not get mad. Yes, okay. yes. Because we can't take criticism. We cannot take criticism. Listen, if you... You've who, never done a podcast. You've How can you know? <laughs> Sorry <laughs> to cut you off. I'm just going to do this every single time someone criticizes me about anything. Yeah. Listen, if, if you, you have never cut in front of someone and hit a child for driving <laughs> with your car, don't come criticize me. Don't come criticize me. Well, I love if that you always go to the most ridiculous... If you've never stuck up a bank and accidentally shot the teller because you were scared, don't criticize me. Uh, Unless you've been there. Yeah. 
I mean, who among us have not crapped our pants when we uh, <laughs> walked out in traffic? If you have not cried after watching Secret Life of Pets 2, don't criticize me. Uh, I was walk gonna, in I my was shoes. Gonna, I was going to go with a walk, uh, walk in the park. Yeah. No, walk in the clouds. Walk in the clouds, yeah. yeah. Okay, podcast review. Uh, this is from Ashmo Dog. Five-star review. It says, gets me through. Thanks for waiting since last Saturday podcast, guys. Love the show and y'all's commentary on the dogs. I do a lot of driving with my job, so it gets me through. Hopefully, I'll get to meet and tailgate with one of y'all. We are coming to the Texas A&M game. Signed, Ashmo Dog. Yeah, man. Thanks for thanks for viewing. Yeah. And then the next one is uh, from Light the Darkness. Five-star review. Titled, Therapy Dogs. Hey, gentlemen. Needed some therapy following UGG the South Carolina game and came across your episode 200 ish. I can't believe you got to 200 and I'm just now finding you great podcast. Listening prompted me to retro to number 31, which was the Rick firing. I was a 76 percenter and episode number 32, the Kirby hiring interesting hearing what you had to say back then. So will is the Georgia way still alive. Sitting in Nashville, where Georgia coverage is lean, it's great to hear some intelligent insight from fellow dogs who, like many of us, feel the losses deeply. Dropping an early season game to the Gamecocks is a deja vu moment I thought we'd move beyond. Hoping it's just a forgettable stop on the road to unprecedented success in the Kirby era. That's what I'm choosing to believe. Anyway, many thanks. Go dogs. Now on to binge listening, if that's a thing. I tell you what, I give you a lot of credit if you're going back and listening to old podcast episodes. (laughs) Do not listen to the 2015 Alabama preview. Do not listen to the 2015 Alabama preview. I did have a friend of mine. Um, he's a urologist uh, somewhere in Athens. He he was a you know what they brother. do, right? <laughs> okay, I'm just making sure we're all clear. He's a fraternity brother of mine, and he said that he listened to the uh, post game Notre Dame. He had not heard that and Dr. got many many laughs. Doctor Longfingers, <laughs> whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Uh, Dr. One shout out, out to Doctor Bullock. One shout out. We uh, shout out before we leave. Uh, Sun pie at sun underscore pie underscore. Okay, that's right. Sun pie. Sun pie. Do we know? I don't know if we know this person or not. We but do. This now. was the first person to contact me after the oh, last cool. show and say, "Hey, are those Wilco tickets still available?" And they were. And so I sent them to them, and they sent me a picture of what looked like a pretty awesome show. Oh yeah, uh, it looks great. I was not there for so, but I will be seeing them in Mexico City in January. Sun pie. No, I know. <laughs> you're not, you're you're definitely going to Mexico City. I am going Good to for you, man. I'm, that's them. so exciting. I will see Wilco play at the Theater from Roma uh, in Mexico City. Oh wow, which will be very, very fun. So yeah, uh, I, I talked to uh, Adam Heppard and. Michael Rubensberg, uh, the people who offered me the seats in their their ride over from here, they said it was a great show. They also said they're too old to get home at one o'clock, but you know that's something yeah. they have to live with, yeah. not me. That's their ballywick, not ours. But otherwise, um, they did it. They, they they're six and one. We have a week off, and then we we need a week off because that's kind of a big one. Guys, uh, I'm going to uh, miss y'all for a week. I mean, I can, I can just come over and sit on the couch. Yeah, that's fine. That's cool. You can do that. I'll still see. Oh, we are even our soccer schedules haven't matched up this year. So, um, no. fortunately, soccer is about to be over. It's um, over tomorrow. Thank goodness. Is it for you? Yes. Uh, yeah. Charlie has a playoff game Thursday night. I'm uh, oh, sorry, Tuesday night, and they're the two seeds. So. Um, maybe maybe they'll win, maybe they'll lose, but regardless, unless it rains, um, that we will be done on the 29th. And softball mercifully ends Thursday, I hope. So, whew, 
It's been a it's been a very busy season of kids sports. Shout out to um, Oconee County High School. They beat Stevens County forty one to fourteen on Friday night, setting up a top ten matchup with North Oconee, who's also in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, in a couple of weeks, North Oconee beat St. Pius. So uh, I was talking to the superintendent who uh, I'm fraternity brothers with, uh, Doctor Branch. Branches, yeah, and uh, he is uh, looking forward to that North Oconee Oconee County matchup. Yeah, I'm glad you finally went to an Oconee County high school game. So my daughter, my oldest, plays in the band. And so, and uh, so I'm always encouraging them to come. And of course, the one night we take off, and like, y'all should come out drinks with us. Well, we're going, we're going to the high school game. I'm like, all right, fine, that's fine. Now it's personal. I get it. That's fine. That's fine. At least I went to the Georgia game. Um, so, as did I. As did Scott. No. Um, so, I guess it's a framing device, guys. We have two weeks to stay off the internet uh, because it's good for your mental health. I think a lot of what we've seen have seen over the past 24 hours is people using message boards and other places as therapy. It's fine. You can be mad about last night. Um, I am cautiously concerned about what happened with the offense uh, last night, but I am also willing to admit that anytime we score 21 points in an SEC team, I don't care which team it is, only score zero points. Um, and more importantly, they don't look like they even had a chance to score points. I'm going to take that as a good win, and I'm going to take that and go into the Florida game and, you know, figure out what we're going to do, but I'm going to worry about that in a week because we get an off week. Listen, if you're going to go out and give deserved praise, uh, uh, you know, act like you've been there before. You know, uh, listen, listen. If, you, if, you, if you're going to go out and do that, step a while, walk a while in my shoes. <laughs> walk a while in my shoes, you know. Let's you go out and try it. <laughs> Yeah, that drives me crazy when people it's, do it's that. It's not. I'm like, like I work in an industry where we get evaluated yearly in U.S. News, and my instinct is, well, you don't understand what it's like, but the reality is, is like that's part of what you sign up for. Yeah, it's and just also, part of what you sign up. Also, for. like I'm sorry, but in every other realm, everything's all about accountability. Yeah. everything's all about taking responsibility, except for this, in which cases, oh, if you haven't done it, don't come, don't come, don't come to the games. Like, it's just, come on, man. I mean, it's personal responsibility except for you when you're personally speaking. But uh, Say, brother, I'm going to need a list of words going to set you off like this. Yeah, they speak <laughs> coming for you, Will. <laughs> coming for you. We better end this quickly. And also, thanks to the Pine for hosting us. a beautiful afternoon Absolutely. out here at Five Points. And we get to see the police. This is great when you're wearing headphones. It is great podcast. So, That's a great ending for this podcast. I think you should yeah. probably edit that out. Yeah, that's probably insensitive. Separate. Or just bleep it and people are like, what happened? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean to, guys, get back where we were. I mean to set Will off, but he is not wrong. Okay, so here's here's a couple last things. If you're going to Jacksonville, go to Jacksonville. Yell for the dogs. Because, I mean, whether you think we have no chance to beat Florida or whatever, I mean, I've seen us go to Jacksonville with worse teams. And realistically, the team we saw, and I'll stand by this, the team we saw 11.59 a.m., a week ago against South Carolina, still the same team we had, right? That team didn't go away. It's still there. And defensively, we might even be better. All right, wait. Well, have a good week off. Uh, we'll see if preview Florida, Georgia, and otherwise. Oh, oh wait. You're going to have to re say oh, that. God bless. I did that again, didn't I? Okay, so uh, have a great week off. We'll be back to what, see you preview Georgia, Florida. When Georgia plays Florida, the Georgia football team plays the Florida football team. The Bulldogs play the Gators. Go, dogs. Go dogs. <laughs> and thanks so much for listening. Even though we're off this week because the dogs have a bye week on the schedule, we'll be active on social media. So if you have a question or comment about this particular episode, 
or anything in general, send us a tweet at WSLS Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram as well for some original Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast photography. <laughs> Same handle, at WSLS Podcast. Make sure to stop by The Pine for lunch or dinner and check out their new fall menu. We've received a ton of photos from listeners as they stop off and enjoy the margaritas and tacos over at El Barrio. So send us your pine pics as well. As Tony indicated during the episode, we might have a special Spotlight Series episode pop up later this week, so keep an eye out for that as well. But we will definitely be getting ready for our big Georgia-Florida preview, and that'll come out sometime next week. The rain is gone. Georgia is 6-1 and one and ranked 10th in the nation with the hated Gators right on the horizon. We'll see you on campus, and as always, go dogs. Go dogs.